0: thank you all for coming back listeners this is spiritual advisory podcast with Marcus and Myra so today we talking about an interesting subject that everybody goes through it so you know I think it's I think it's important to talk about so we're talking about how do you protect your spirit when you deal with so many energies and so many different other people at like a work environment And I know that things have changed dramatically, you know, like due to COVID and the pandemic and a lot of people work from home. So we're also gonna talk about how do we, you know, how do we manage our spirits within like, you know, work life just in general, whether you, you know, you drive, you go to a a place, a warehouse, whatever you want to call it, office space, or whether you work at home. I know for me right now my current work situation i'm at a warehouse environment and i deal with whoo lord jesus i deal with a crazy amount of people um a crazy amount of energies left and right over, like, and i think for myself the one thing that helps get me through all of those challenges is that I have to be grounded within myself and I have to know that whatever these people are going through that's for them and as much as a empath that I am and how I can feel energies and I don't even have to talk to certain people and I can just like sense what they're going through I have to be able to one ground myself and then also realize like hey what that person is going through is meant for them And sure, I can feel it. I can sense it as much as I want to help. If they want to reach out to me, that's on them. And I'll, I'll take it as it is. But I think it's important in protecting ourselves to know like, Hey, we're not, we're not designated to fix every problem that comes across us. It's. It's something that we, if we choose to, then I respect that. But like on a personal protection level, I think sometimes we have to just realize like, hey, it's it's not always my problem. And, and I know a lot of empaths and a lot of people go through that at work settings. And I'm gonna pass the mic on to Myra cause I know she got some knowledge.
1: So like, uh, so I work from home. Um, so it's a little bit different me, because I don't have to go into a physical place or be around people. I still do interact with people at work, like through chat and stuff like that. And, you know, like like when I have meetings, it's like, you know, through like a service where we see each other. And, you know, we have we talk and stuff like that. But those meetings are typically short on a good day. Uh, Sometimes, you know, there can be hours long, but it just, it really depends. But either way, it's, it's a completely different environment than having to work in person, which I've done both. Um, I've worked in um, places that were like, extremely, extremely stressful, like went straight out of high school, uh, took a gap year, and I went into like the hospitality industry, and I was a sous chef. And so that was a very stressful, high-paced environment. You have to deal with a lot of different types of people. And then, you know, I did office work where um, I was a, um, what do you call it? Mortgage processor, loan officer, stuff like that, where it's not as stressful. It's more so like you just got to have patience to deal with people because it's a long process. I also, you know, like worked in kind of like the... Admin medical field part where it's very stressful um, because you know you're dealing with people's health and insurance companies and stuff like that, and so I found that for me, I think it, I think it. Let me backtrack a little bit. I think it depends on the person's personality, right? Mm-hmm. So I think for someone that is very social and very uh, like extroverted, they do well. They can do very well in like an in office workspace type of environment. Right. But if you're typically like very quiet or reserved, empaths, especially it can be tolling. And I say that because when I used to work in healthcare, (laughs) particularly in healthcare, I would have crystals on my desk um and and, uh like i would have sage my and you know in my car and i had like a little bundle in my purse and it was because that environment was just so stressful and toxic and just all of the things that i just couldn't handle and so I I had to protect like my spiritual self like from from that type of energy that went on in the workplace. But like I said I, I really think it depends on I really think it depends on the person because I think it affects everybody different based on like your personality but I also think even if you're like extremely extroverted if you're working too many hours and you're not getting enough rest, that's gonna start affecting not only like your physical energy levels, but your spiritual energy levels. And it's it's very important that we like recognize and set boundaries to where um, if your boss asks you, oh, well, can, can you stay late this day, but you've already stayed late twice this week, it's okay to say no. Mm-hmm. It's okay to say actually I can't because I have whatever, whatever, whatever it's okay to not run yourself into ground run yourself into the ground and take in all these extra responsibilities because you think that it'll make you look better or because you're afraid to say no or you're afraid to set boundaries and so i think that that's very important regardless of what your personality type is i know that i've seen people do that run themselves in the ground because they want it to be helpful or because they thought that it was expected of them or they were just scared to say no. So I think that that's very important.
0: I definitely hear you on that. Um, That's some of the situations that I, I mean, you know, I see those situations at the current place that I'm at, Um, just to be blatant and just to be honest. So like uh, where I work uh, and the people that I work with, A lot of them are younger than me maybe about five to ten yeah maybe five to like ten years younger than me so like a lot of younger people maybe this is like their you know their Their first first job uh, or something yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like maybe their first actual you know job or employment or not whatnot and it it, well, there's two. Well, no, I'll, I'll say there's like about three people that I see on a daily basis, and the energies between the three. So, the main person that I work with has anger issues out the wind wing. I mean, um, as nicely and as respectfully that I could put this, I see this person. I don't wanna call him a kid or a child or anything cause he's grown to me. I see this person have a meltdown about three times a week. That's unhealthy. And in, in, in my retrospect, that's unhealthy. To have a meltdown at work maybe three to four times a week is unhealthy to me. Um, It, it hurts my heart to see this kid this way. I, I'm not exactly sure what this person is going through in their personal life. But um, to my spirit and what my spirit says when I see him, it's more or less like a cry for help. I'm not exactly sure how to go about in helping this person. I was just um,
1: about to say, have you, tried, have you talked to him?
0: Um, if anything, you know, I kindly kind of mentioned to him like, hey, man, this is just a paycheck. This is just a job. Like, you don't have to take it as you're taking it. I know this is frustrating work. I know like what we do seems very tedious and very stressful, but there's a better way to handle it. Um, you know, and the thing about it, the thing about it, which surprises me is that they allow that to carry on into the workplace because when I first in initially seen this behavior out of this person, um, I mean, sure, it, it definitely shocked me, but I didn't, like, I didn't, I, I held my reaction because I know that, okay, well, one, I'm in a workplace, and if I overreact, then coworkers and other people are going to be looking at me side-eyed. Uh-huh. But they allow this uh, behavior to happen, and I'm so really surprised that HR... Hasn't you know come and talk to him and and try to give the person some guidance?
1: So is it like violent behavior or what?
0: From what I've seen, it it could be very violent because I mean, uh, what the materials that we're working on. So let's say for instance, he's working on the material. He messes up on the material. He throws the material around. Wow. Um, he hits desk. He hits walls um, and I mean you know he, he definitely walks off and tries to cool himself down I mean that's probably the most responsible thing that he does but yeah like when you see that behavior three to four times a week that it, it makes the workplace an unsettling workplace um, Yeah, definitely. and then you you know and then you have to also gauge yourself and try to protect yourself in that Mm-hmm. so yeah but like I was mentioning before to me that's like a scream for help and like I mentioned the, the the nicest thing that I can say to him in the moments that it happens is like hey man you don't have to take it this serious and um yeah but it it, it is concerning it is very concerning because who knows he may snap he,
1: he literally might, was just thinking that right? literally was just thinking he could just Bring a gun in there or something, because mm-hmm. I mean, hey, this is America, and yes. mass shootings are like have Rocking becoming off, left and right, like sad to say. Yeah, like the like the, our favorite pastime.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, that's yeah, yeah that that's I don't I, yeah I don't know how that's taking place in the like allowed to happen unless he's related to someone there, mm-hmm. like someone higher up on the food chain. You know what I mean? And there's like some nepotism happening that's the only thing that I can think of because that's definitely a danger in, in like the workplace and I mean I I don't know what's going on maybe someone needs to reach out to HR and tell him like listen I feel like this is an unsafe workplace with him you know throwing things around um and and but you know what like that's not the only thing like that's very toxic right so that's that's very that's one of the things where I said like it, it it not only affects you like on a physical level, but also on the spiritual level. But another thing is, and people don't really think about it is office gossip. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like workplace gossip. That's another thing. That's, that's not as blatantly, like, obvious, right? As like someone throwing stuff, and like, potentially, someone getting hit with it and getting hurt. Mm -hmm. But it's just as damaging. Because I've, I've literally seen people cry at work because there's a rumor circulating around them or someone has gotten fired behind something that was said about them that wasn't true. And like just people getting around click clacking and, you know, running their mouths not know what they're talking about or being in people's business and just things like that, that in any other circumstance, like like outside of the workplace is not cool. So like, why would you bring it to work and do that? And I also think like, when you have people that's like in a workplace and they're gossiping and they're talking about people, I think that that shows a lot about like how they feel about themselves. Oh yeah. And and, and not really the other person that the the whoever the target is, but it's really about how they dislike themselves and how they're not happy, happy with themselves and their positions. And just like that toxicity, like the energy just changes, like you can be in a like, let's say you're in a, um, a work function, right? And I've had this happen before. We're in a boardroom, you know, like having like a meeting and everyone's laughing, everyone's having like a good time, because you know, we're waiting on other people to arrive. And then you have like that one person that comes in a room, and everybody just looks And then like the whole vibe of the room just changes because it's just like, oh, so-and-so wasn't here. And then they always have something nasty to say or something like there is an energy that is attached to people that breed that type of like toxic energy in the workspace. And it's just like, I feel like a lot of times they can make other people not want to be there, even if they actually really like their jobs. And just, I, I feel like, specifically in this country, we find it really, really hard to balance like work life and home life. Mm-hmm. And there has to be like a line drawn, like especially like if you're in a high stress uh, job, like let's say if you're a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter or something like that, where, you know, it's very stressful or a teacher dealing with a whole bunch of kids all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to know where to draw the line to like collect yourself. And, you know, whether that's through like walks when you get off of work, meditation, prayer, whatever whatever your thing is to relax, binge watching your favorite show, like don't pick up your phone after your employer calls. Like, you know, after you get off work, that's it. No calls, no nothing, don't answer no emails. Like it, it has to be a, a line drawn there because you have to maintain like, not only like your physical and mental integrity, but also your spiritual integrity. And I feel like a lot of times in, especially in, like I said, in American culture, we don't know how to draw the line. Cause it's just like, when you draw it, it's like, okay, well maybe you're lazy or you really don't want this or whatever it is. And it's just like, no, I just really enjoy when I get off of work. it, it It does not mean that I don't love my job. Like I love my job, right? I love what I do. But honey, when work is over, I'd be glad to close up that laptop Mm -hmm. every day. (laughs) Every day I'd be happy like, woo, I'm gonna go outside. I'm gonna watch like an hour of a show before I cook dinner or whatever it is. It's just like, it's a time to like breathe and do whatever it is that I wanna do or just zone out or meditate or whatever. And I just have that peace of mind to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, I definitely hear that. Um, I liked what you had mentioned about like gossip because yeah like that that in itself is demoralizing and it can mm-hmm. very well be demoralizing to someone's spirit because okay like I recall when like I was working for car dealerships for like a, for like a little hot minute gossip was left and right from salespeople to HR to uh, wow. management like um and, of course, you know, like, for me, and being a grown man, and like, I know that for men, it is very difficult to manage emotions, um, but as a grown man, it, it does something to see another man, another grown man cry because of what people are saying about him. And it, and, and I know that it hurt his spirit when he was going through those things because he was in a dark place and he you know like he was already going through i guess challenges within his life you know and mm-hmm. um yeah it it's it's not a pretty sight to see another grown person cry just because of you know rumors and what people are spitting yep. saying mm-hmm. so i think i'm it's like i'm trying to think in my mind like how do we combat those things like like and the only thing that makes sense to me is like one it's like you gotta be prepared and be prayed up like wherever you go because yep that's true it's like peace as they say comes from within mm-hmm. and it's like you can't control people just like I cannot control that person who has uh, episodes and you know shows their anger at, at that way at work, but I know for myself that like before I get there, I can say a prayer. Um, before I get there, I can prepare my mind and you know just get myself ready because I don't know what these coworkers are going to do. I don't know what type of state of mind that they're going to come in at work. I don't know whether they got paid or not. Like. See, these things I have no control over, but I can control myself. And I think that's if we're going to combat these things and these challenges that comes, you know, within the workplace, I think that's the most prepared and the most ready that we can do is just be still, be grounded and um, have some kind of reserve within ourselves to know like, hey, whatever happens is going to happen. But I got myself and the universe has me and God Mm -hmm. has me. And as we always say, as we always say, it's not happening to you, but it is happening for you. Maybe there's a reason that I have to see this kid go through this. The reason is not apparent to me yet. I, I, I'm not sure why yet, but there is a purpose for it. Uh-huh. Um, there's a purpose of why I have why I'm in this position that I'm in, why I go to this warehouse for the time that I'm going to this warehouse. And when those circumstances change, They will change and they'll change for the better because i think when you operate with that mindset that we typically talk about like when you're when you're available to go where the universe wants to take you and when you're open to what the universe wants to show you and you don't like try to fight against it things typically i mean i'm not saying that like it's going to be a a cakewalk or Some kind of easy scenario, but it does go by just a tad bit easier, a tad bit sweeter. And at least there's not like these uh, dreadful and resentful feelings that are held with inside. You know Mm
1: -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that, I definitely think that you have to establish a sense of like inner peace, especially if you're one, either working a job that you don't like or two, you're working in a environment that's extremely stressful. Maybe it's stressful because of like, just, it's just a type of occupation, right? It's just a stressful occupation. Or it could be stressful because of um, like obstacles, right? Like for instance, let's say that you're a teacher and the reason why I say a teacher is because they have a lot of obstacles that don't allow them to fully teach the way they want to teach right? right so let's say that you want to teach a particular subject but you can't right because it's banned for whatever or let's say that you um that you know that a particular group of kids in your class need additional help, but the school board is not going to give your school money for for whatever reason. But they'll give you mo- but they'll give money for something stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't even know, like uh, new softballs in, when you don't really need them, right? When you really need, let's say, like this strategic reading program, right. and so it creates a sense of stress in your job because it's limiting the tools that you have to be able to do your job to the fullest extent. And I think, and I've been in positions like that before where like where I've worked a job and um, it's stressful because you don't have what you need in order to be able to do something that you actually like to the best of your ability. Right. And I would I remember like, I would have to just like give my, I literally would have to give myself a pep talk before I went in. Mm. And it was just like, I would sit in the car before I went in, I'd be like, you know what? today is going to be a good day because you're saying that it's going to be a good day you're not going to allow these things to like push your spirit down to make you want to give up to make you like react in a rash way and it was just like a way of like lifting my spirits and like setting myself in this grounding place and just like going in with a positive attitude, even though I knew what type of environment that I was walking into. It was, I knew that I can't, con- like you said, can't control you know, other people or other things that were around me that were causing me to feel a certain way. But I knew that I was gonna do the best with what I had and make sure that, that people that I was helping I was giving my whole heart to as I was helping them even though the situation may not have been the, the best situation and that and and that came from a very like spiritual aspect of myself to like to say you know what I'm going to be giving and I'm going to be attentive and I'm going to be all of these things regardless of the outside situation and was it hard at times yes was I in my feelings sometimes? Yes, because I'm a human and I have you know freaking emotions. But at the end of the day, you know, I chose to breathe. I chose to stay grounded, and I chose to still be a help to others, even though it seemed like Roblox was just being slapped in front of me, you know, for whatever reason.
0: Uh, yeah, I hear that, uh, man. You know, and it's like I'm sitting, I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking. I'm like. I think I think a lot of people, because I mean, I, I've seen, because I don't really, that's one thing I don't really tend to do, and I know a, a lot more extroverted people, that's kind of more their lane, but like, I don't really hang out with people that I work with me either <laughs> that's just, a, like, that's just a personal preference people yeah you know and and not to I'm, I'm not saying that to clown on anybody that does but like i was thinking like there's something very spiritual about the way that like how people carry themselves at work and you know god bless the people who actually can see you know the good and people that that do good work because like when you get your flowers, like, a lot of people don't want to give people their, you know, their credit and their due. I was thankful, like, when I I did work at the dealership, like, a lot of people would mention, you know, like, the good things that I would do and the character that I was. Um. Same with when I had worked at the hospital, like, people would mention, you know, like, hey, like, he he's a good guy, he's a good soul, and I think I think what that translates into is that people can see the good in you mm-hmm. and they can see the good in your work and the quality of what you do and the quality of what you do is basically just a mere reflection of like the soul that's within and you know I think it's important to realize that when we work and the things that we do like I don't like my job now but like I do take pride in what I do and like how I always try to put my best in. And when I was working at the hospital, yeah, there were many of things that I didn't like, but I knew that I was going to be the best version of Marcus that I could be that day. Mm-hmm. And if I could provide some kind of peace of mind or some kind of care or some kind of a good cheer to somebody who was down in the dumps or laying in their hospital bed, then to me that was something good that I could do. And reiterate that's just like a reflection of the mark is within the spirit that you know that's within this this body so i think when we're really more cognizant on that and i know i ain't really checking the time but i know like we're gracing upon that 30 minute mark and we love y'all viewers we love y'all listeners so thank y'all for always hanging with us but yeah like when when you're cognizant of who you are on the inside it's very very hard for people to deteriorate you because it's like you know who you are and you know kind of backtracking to that gossip and when people be talking and saying all kinds of wild mess it's like yeah you can give them the side eye but you know who you are and they can't tell you no different so you know just keep that in mind because i don't know maybe there's somebody who's listening and they're going through that gossip and maybe somebody is saying the most wildest things about them, but hey, just realize that you know who you is. God knows who you are. And God knows the person that you that you are. So it's like whatever they're saying, that's just that's just you know, they just flapping gums. They just they just talking through their teeth. So don't take those things so to heart, because it's like if you allow that to happen, then it's like. I don't want to say that you got your only yourself to blame, but it's like, you should know the worth of, of who you are spiritually, because don't let them take that away from you. That's, that's like weight and gold, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, don't, don't let them bruise that up. That's, that's too important. Too and
1: important. Th- this just popped into my head. Um, and, and it's just like, this is something that we talk about a lot about spiritual alignment spiritual alignment just doesn't apply to like when you're not at work right spiritual alignment can definitely apply to um every aspect of your life including work and i know that and this is just not in our society but i think this is pretty global that people people like in our society we worry a lot about It could be, oh, you need to go to college so that you can get this particular type of job because it looks respectable, right? Or you need to work at this place because, um, you'll make X amount of dollars, or you should do this because your parents do it. And, you know, it's expected of you to be in this particular career field, but I don't think that it's talked about a lot to find something that you feel spiritually aligned with. Right. So like, let's say um, I was having this conversation with my brother before about um, finding something that you're passionate about. So my brother does retail management, right? And when you think about retail management, you don't think about anything necessarily spiritual, right? But the more I kept questioning him and questioning him and finding out what was it about retail and specifically management, because that's the role that that he has been in for years as management roles, it's like, what, what is it about retail management for you that brings you like joy and makes you want to stay in it? And he was like, he told me, he was like, it's seeing people grow. It's seeing people come in thinking that they could only be a cashier and then you know, through work and through coaching and stuff like that, them get to the point where they become a supervisor and then they, you know, become a manager and things like that. And he was telling me how it just really brings him like a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment to be able to guide and help someone. And I was telling him like how that is a spiritual purpose in, in your and your workplace. That's why you align with that so, so much and why that brings you so much joy and so much um, just happiness to be able to see someone excel from a point at which they didn't think that it was possible. And just like aligning yourself with some type of work that will make you feel that way And I know to a lot of people, it may sound crazy, like when you hear people say, and and I say this too, like, you know, the money is great, right? Money is, is good. It allows you to do the things that you need to do, pay your bills, help people out, blah, blah, blah. But the passion is better. And... I And this is just a personal belief, so y'all don't y'all have to agree with me, but I believe that if you follow your heart and you follow your passion and you follow something that aligns with your spirit and soul purpose, the money will come because money is just energy and that's how it works. That's how it works. When you are pouring all of your energy because you're passionate about something into it and it, that's an energy that's going into something, you are going to attract if it you're going to attract the money it, it'll be there and it's just like you knowing that it's coming and it's not like a thing of stress or worry like oh i gotta and i gotta do no like it's going to come it, it's going to be there like we see it the universe is going to give it to you and and honestly you not even it's not even like that much of a it thought it's just this is something I really love to do, something that I really wanna do. And you just feel driven and it just, it feels right in your soul that you're doing it and it just comes. And I think that's another thing, like like I said, like in, in our society that we are missing out on is just thinking that we don't have to be, or that we shouldn't be in alignment with what we're doing in our lives. like. I, I, how, this is how I look at, um, spirituality, right. In, in every aspect of our lives, I look at it as a triangle. So you have the base of the triangle, right. And then you have the point of the triangle pointing away from you. So the base of the triangle and in between, you know, all the wide parts until it gets narrow is all of the things that we do with our life in between, right? But all of these things lead up to this one point of this person that we're going to become that is spiritually aligned. And that is the point. That is the point of who we are really and how all of these things, all of these things in the middle at the base building up as it gets narrower and narrower and narrower until it comes to a point are all of the things that in, in our lives, like how, the way that we interact with people, the the choices that we make, all of those things lead up to, you know, up to that spiritual point, up to the tip of that triangle. And I think that if people focus on just being that person that's aligned, that like is aligned with, you know, how how their home is, even like if you think about how you want your home to feel, right? like how you want your apartment to feel or how you want the inside of your car to feel when when you get inside it or others get inside of it and like how you want your passion to the, the, to to be displayed in your work and things like that all of those things are very intentional and very um very much situated in a way where you where you're saying okay I want to align my lifestyle with my career choices with my spirituality because it's all leading up to that point of you becoming whatever whatever type of, of person it is that you're supposed to be, become Now I mean that's just my opinion, but you know
0: I guess like if anything if anything people here's like my little tidbit on just like hey work, life, living look as plants we're always growing so. That's, I think, so often, so often, it's, like, we we as people, like, we think that we get to one, we get to, like, one aspiration or something, or, like, we get to a pinnacle within our life, but we have to realize, like, we are constantly growing Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, We're constantly growing in a work environment, too, you know, like, I guess like how to explain it like I think I know I went through a crazy growth period while I was working at the car dealership and that was integral for my life and now it's like I'm growing also into this new stage and I think if I wasn't aware that I was growing and that my spirit was also just like you know it's how to say it's like similar, like, it reminds me similar to of a cocoon state. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and when you're in that cocoon state, you're not, it's like you're not exactly fully aware of, like, okay, so are the are the wings poking out yet? Like, is, is it time to, no, when, when it's time to come up out of the cocoon and when things are molded and when things are shaped, you will know. Like, and I think it's, so important to understand intuition because it's like so often we hear that we hear that consciousness we hear that intuition voice within our within our heads and so often it's like society tells us to be dismissive of it to oh well you know don't listen to it oh well you know that's just a thought in your head no like be aware of what your intuition is telling you because that's what's helping you to grow. So like if your intuition is saying like hey, you know what? It's time to spread your wings, it's time to, you know, seek new ventures, go for it. If your intuition is guiding you to somewhere where you're unfamiliar, then hey, maybe take that risk. Like I think as we evolve within like life and workplace situations, we just have to understand that some things aren't going to make sense and sometimes we're not always going to have the answers that we seek and that's perfectly fine because it's just a process and when those answers become apparent then it's like you'll be able to look back and be like wow you know what i had to do that and i had to go through this or i had to see that situation to become that person that's, you know, at that pinnacle of the triangle. Cause it's like, it's kind of like how I was telling you that one time it's like those, it's like, you can see the picture on the Lego box, but when you pour it all out, yeah, it's just a bunch of pieces. Uh-huh. Literally it's like a, what a thousand pieces of Legos. And you're looking <laughs> at the box, like, dang, I gotta put all this together just to get that. Like, But that's what it requires. And so, and that's what it also takes within a workplace environment, whether it's like, you know, doing the physical work, doing the mental work, which is taxing to some people sometimes, but those pieces are required and there's spiritual work also too. Um, just like we have mentioned in previous episodes, like it's good to have the, you know, the essentials of sage and crystals and to know how to use them properly, but there is still spiritual work for that growth. And you got to take those little lego pieces and hopefully you don't step on them but you build it all together and, and you get something beautiful and you get something marvelous so those are my light little tidbits and you know when you're in those crazy work environments prepare yourself be prayed up um be affirmed within yourself if people are talking about you uh have you know just be in the right state of mind if possible like you know we mentioned wake up with gratitude that's an important thing because when you come into a place thankful then things the attitude changes the the atmosphere changes so these are important things you know that you can take within your everyday life within your workday life because i mean yeah they're different but when you find that balance you walk the same that's my like little tidbits on it
1: i will just say this one last thing and then i'm done i would say don't stay no I'm, I'm gonna say this you know with, with a mark of caution don't stay in a place where you feel spiritually drained mm-hmm. i used to work for a bank i'm not gonna say what bank. i used to work for a bank and when i say i literally hated it like, and I never use the word hate because I feel like that's a very strong word to use, but I hated it. Like I hated it, I hated it, I hated it. And I remember like before I would go in, I would I would just stand there and look at the front of the door. And it was like my body literally did not wanna move to walk through that front door and i remember one day i just showed up i was just standing there at the front of the door and something was just like leave and i just i literally i literally left i left i didn't call out i didn't say i was S- S- S-. your girl just did not come <laughs> and i the next day they had called me and they uh had said, uh, well, you know, you did a no-call, no show. So if you do want to those, you're fired. That worked out for me because I ended up getting an unemployment. And during that time when I was getting unemployment, I was able to find something that I actually really like to do. And I say this to say, I'm not telling y'all to quit your all jobs or something like that if you hate them, because that's not my place. You you gotta decide how you wanna decide. But I knew that that place was draining me and not just physically like it was my body physically did not want to move to go through the go through the door and then when I heard you know that intuition like you said come on through and was like sis leave we got you yeah. I left And have no problems with getting my unemployment nothing nothing and to me it was just like I cannot stay in a place where my spirit is affected like that. And that was the first and last time I will ever do something like that. Ever do something like that. And I think it's a difference from when, let's say like, you just don't like your job, right? You just don't like it. And you can, you can find something else, but you can deal with it until, you know, you find something else. But I mean, when like you physically, like your job physically makes you ill to the point where, you like your body is just like ah nonsense it's you know maybe maybe it's time to step out on faith <laughs> and just be like you know what I'm gonna pray about this and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm let God take care of me
0: yep major facts.
1: yep and you know and I don't know if someone is in that situation right now but I feel like somebody is and if that's the case, I mean, I can't tell you what to do, but that just ain't come to my mind for no reason at all. Cause that that was like years ago. That was like even well before I had kids. So, you know, my memory is shocked. So for me to bring up that, <laughs> somebody needed to hear it. But yeah, I mean, you know, just use your own distra- disc- discretion, use your own discernment. Um, but, I just didn't say that for
0: no reason. That's all I'll say. Listen, listen, listen to your intuition. Yeah. I mean, hey, like, you don't have to listen to us, but definitely listen to that voice in your head because that voice in your head is there for a reason. Yep. And, and it will not hear you wrong. Typically, typically, that voice in your head is your higher self. Mm hmm. So, I mean, hey, like, we are like we always here to advise. We, we we don't force it. We just put it out there in the atmosphere. Take it, take it, leave it, leave it. But that voice in your head, you hide yourself in your head because that's your conscious. That's that's your intuition.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Listen to that. Like, don't don't be one of those people that has been brainwashed, caught up by society. Because it happens, and I've seen it happen so often. People older than me, people younger than me don't wanna to listen to their intuition. And then they sitting there looking sorry for themselves.
1: And you know what they always say? Something told me not to do this or something told me to do this and I didn't listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. And mm. it, 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 never, it never gets old. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody say, like, damn, something told me to do this or something told me not to do that.
0: Mm. And
1: it's just like, well, why you didn't listen? I don't know
0: right (laughs) yeah i
1: don't know yeah well
0: well now you know yeah now now
1: you know So next (laughs) next time you hear that voice in your head tell you like actually since you don't you may want to rethink that you should you should be like you know what actually i this is not for me and a lot of times people feel like you know what's that what's that saying fomo
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um fear of missing out
0: oh
1: yeah uh like they'll ignore that voice because they they have FOMO and it's just like, but do you know you that 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 FOMO could have been because you didn't block the blessing that you just could have had. See, yeah. Instead of listening to that voice inside your head, because that voice inside of your head could be telling you, oh no, sis, don't do that, mm. because right around right around the river bend, like, <laughs> <laughs> like there's some good shit coming around, sis. Yeah. But now that boat then did a detour because you didn't listen and it was like and eh, eh, actually she didn't listen so let's just let's go let's let's go to the next person that listen it's just like you know uh
0: but you know it, it's like mad because lord knows that has happened to me in my life and i was just telling somebody i was like <laughs> i was just telling somebody oh, i'm so thankful that i hit the wall because if i ain't smacking to it at the time that I smacked into it, because if I would have smacked into it too late, Lord knows, Lord, only God knows what the possibility <laughs> could have been. But I smacked into it at the right time. And I listened because I was like, yo, I cannot keep living this way. I cannot, like, no. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Universe, that I listened. Because, man, I wouldn't be here doing this. And this is this is something I love. And like we was talking before, like I would love to be a motivational speaker. I would love, I'm going to get back on my writing and putting that into the universe. So like, yeah, like listen to the things that you love, listen to your intuition, protect your work spirit, protect your spirit in general, man. Cause yeah. it's crazy out here in the U S be prayed up anywhere you go. Cause <laughs> whew, Lord Jesus and, and Jesus Christ blessed the family to the people in Texas. Yes. Oh my people god. People in Buffalo, we we praying for you too cuz it's wild out here. It is wild yeah. out here. And hey, if you breathing, you be, you, be grateful and thankful yes. cuz there's a lot of people who aren't. Yes. Somebody somebody put out there what you thankful for? I put I'm 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 glad that I'm here and breathing air cuz you yep. ain't had to be that. Yep. It don't have to be that. That that is don't take that for granted. Don't take it for granted.
1: And we do it all the time. We just make plans and be like, oh, yeah, well, tomorrow... I'm. How are you not going to wake up tomorrow? Right. You don't know that. Mm-hmm. No one is promised the next day, whether you rich, poor, old, young, don't matter. Yep. Don't matter.
0: Mm. And people still don't realize that, and COVID taught us that. <laughs> COVID taught us that.
1: Yeah, COVID taught us a lot of things, but, yeah, I mean, like, just being grateful for like literally everything, like, I mean, look at, look at right now with, and this is, this is, you know, like a little sidetrack, so I'm not going to make it, make it long, but look at the way like the housing market is right now and like rent increases. Like I was looking at something yesterday where this family was being evicted from their apartment. Well, they were being evicted, but they basically had to leave because the landlord was hiking up the rent $4,000. When these people were initially paying like thirteen hundred dollars per month, now their rent was be was going to be going up by four thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Like that's a huge leap. Yeah. And to expect someone to, you know, because you know in America they ain't, they ain't raise the minimum wage and no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, state to state it differs, but it's not there. Minimum wage, if you, and I'm just saying minimum wage, because you know, just any like, just to like do a blanket effect with jobs, Mm. it's not matching the cost of living in any state. Mm. In any state, it's not matching the cost of living. So it's just like, how do you expect to keep raising the cost of living and, you know, with like inflation and everything like that and expect people to be able to have a roof over their heads, feed their family, just like have the basic
0: Things. Necessities,
1: yeah. Yeah, like the basic necessities that we need to be able to live, and it's just like, you know, it, it it makes you grateful for if you like if you are able to have you know like a place that you love to live at, and you're or you are able to like you know pay your rent or your mortgage on time, and it's it's not like a big burden. Like, be grateful for that because it's a lot of people out here that. Are losing their homes or have to leave their apartments or whatever it is because of like the craziness that's going on right now in this freaking country
0: yeah yeah don't my listeners viewers like look if y'all want us to do a part two on this because this is a big old topic right here like and I, I oh man like i can i can say a bunch i can say a bunch because Imagine, I mean, I don't even have to imagine because I've been through that situation of where things, the cost of living demoralizes your spirit because you can't or you're unable to afford normal things. Mm -hmm. That hurts not just physically. That hurts not just mentally. That hurts spiritually to Mm -hmm. know that, man, I can't do this because I can't afford it. I can't live a normal life mm-hmm. because I can't afford it. That hurts. That that hurts when you can't shower. That hurts when you can't eat. That hurts when you can't sleep because you can't lay down on a on a mattress or on a sofa or mm-hmm. on a futon or whatever. That hurts, man. Like and it hurts to to be in this predicament and just like you mentioned the housing markets uh, our our government um, politicians they know that this is happening but they're unaffected
1: yeah mm-hmm.
0: they're unaffected but yeah like literally folks if y'all want us to do a part two on this topic because as you see we can expand on this this yeah th- this is something to be talked about this is something and hey also also just gonna put that into the atmosphere because like voting is important and we when we vote the, these are the things that we are voting on. So just putting that out there. so like I know I know this is a spiritual, but that this is spiritually as well because if you won't take care of your spirit, make sure that you're voting on things that helps your spirit. that's facts. that's facts. You want change in the world. Hey, we gotta we gotta go to those polls and make that not just the spiritual change, but we gotta put that spiritual change into action. So mm-hmm. take it serious. Take it serious, people. But yeah, man. And I mean, man, this is this is a good episode. This is a serious. <laughs> episode. This is a serious. <laughs> episode. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know because we can do a part two on this. We can we can backtrack. But yeah, like, be safe out there in this work environment. Be be safe in real life, people. We love y'all like always. Thank y'all for tuning in
1: yeah thank y'all for listening and peace out we love y'all
0: peace